Howdy, this is the Young Gunners podcast from the Texas Young Lawyers Association. We cut through the noise and discuss practical tips and challenges facing new attorneys in Texas and the United States. In this special episode of Young Gunners, I'm your host, Taylor Wynn. I'm a third-year law student at Texas A&M University School of Law and currently serve as the law student liaison to the Texas Young Lawyers Association. I'm joined today by Mark Thorne-Thompson and Spencer Manka, classmates of mine, who are going to speak with us about applying for law school and what the first year of law school looks like. Good morning, guys. How are y'all? Hey, doing great, Taylor. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, So why don't y'all tell us a little bit about your path to law school? Okay. So I am a graduate of the University of Texas at Austin, and I worked for three years before deciding to come to law school. So I had um, a job where I was making a little bit of money, so I was able to... um, take an LSAT prep course and apply to a couple different schools all in Texas and not have to worry about too much about the cost of doing that. Um, I did an online prep course for the LSAT and I thought it was great. It really worked well with my work schedule and I was able to do it on the weekends and after work. And as far as applying to law schools, I applied to Texas A&M and the University of Houston. And I was lucky enough to get into Texas A&M University School of Law. Excellent. So, Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit about why you decided to go to law school? Well, there's a, there's a lot of factors, and I'm, and I'm in a little bit of a unique situation because I had a health concern right before I applied to law school. Um, but really, it was always in the cards. It was one of those things where I wanted to do it <clears throat> for personal achievement, I wanted to do it um, to prove myself, and I wanted to do it to really better my situation. Kind of like Spencer, I worked um, about three years before I went to law school, which I, which I really credit for some of the success I've had in law school. But I also found myself getting bored with some of the day-to-day stuff that I was doing at the time. I was, uh, I was a salesman for a little bit, and then I was also working at the Texas State Capitol for um, a, a couple reps and doing some campaigns. And, uh, you know... It was, a, it was a good opportunity to kind of get out and really prove myself, and, uh, and I took it, and I haven't uh, regretted it since, the, since <laughs> at all. There's been a couple times where I've questioned why I've done it, but it's been a, it's been, it's been a really enjoyable experience thus far. Excellent, excellent. So, uh, Spencer, you told us a little bit about your LSAT uh, preparation, um, but Mark, what, what did you do to prep for the LSAT? Specifically for the LSAT, so I applied for a program. And uh, it was just one of those typical Kaplan, Manhattan um, type programs. And then they canceled about two days before I uh, was supposed to start the program. So they gave me the option of just, they just pretty much gave me the books and said, sorry, try again later. So I self-studied and I put a plan down. I set a schedule for myself for three months. And I said, if I can get the 20 exams, I'll feel confident, practice exams, um, I'll feel confident going into the LSAT. I got to maybe 15, um, but I still I still felt pretty good going into it. So it was if you can self study and if you if you don't have the money for a program, all's not lost. I still think you can do very well self studying and making sure you stick uh, stick and adhere to a, a good study schedule. Excellent. And Spencer, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the online programs you did? Sure. So the online program was self paced. 
there were live um, videos that you could tune into while they were live and like ask questions over a chat feature, but you could also watch those later and then email um, your questions in. Or there was also a message board function where you could get help from um, other students studying, but also they had like almost tutors who were kind of trolling the message boards looking to answer questions that you may have. I did three practice tests through my online program. It was called Seven Sage. Highly recommend it. Very affordable. I second that notion. Yes, it was great. Um, so I did three practice tests through them, and I don't know, by the third one, I was just ready to go <laughs> get it done. Absolutely. Um, is there anything that either one of you wish you had done instead or, or ways that you could have improved your studying? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, uh, so I self-studied, and as much as I want to say I stuck to a strict schedule, I studied at home in a course you know, you find ways to procrastinate. So all of a sudden, laundry—it's laundry day every day of the week, and you're cooking meals you shouldn't be cooking. You know, three-course meals during study time. So if I could do it again, um, me personally, I would take a course. I would—I would take a course where I'd have to be um, somewhere at a certain time and then have something completed before then. So I know I could—I what I needed is somebody to keep me accountable as opposed to just myself but i mean i did just fine doing self-study but it would have been i think it would i, I think i would have probably gotten a couple of points higher on the lsat had i stuck to a, a much stricter schedule mm-hmm. yeah i think um this is something that i've learned since being in law school is i wish i would have taken an lsat practice test under test conditions hmm. um so have the timer not be in like a, a room that i've never Maybe not that I've never been in, but some sort of classroom or conference room. Um, Have, like, my watch ready, my two pencils, the clock up at the front. I think that would have maybe prepared me more for the actual test day because I know the actual test day I was, like, confused. I wasn't really sure what was going on and what I could bring in and when our breaks were and what to do on a break. Like, I think I just, like, took a lap and then, like, went back (laughs) to the room. Um, And also there's the... I think it's the fifth section that is ungraded and you don't know which one it is, but I didn't take a practice test that included that extra section because in my head I was like, well, those are only the graded ones, so I'm going to do these. Um, But I wish I would have because the timing was really different on the actual Mm -hmm. test day than what I had practiced. How did y'all's individual test days go? Um, Were you nervous? Yeah, I was, I was, I was really nervous and, uh, I mean, like I said, I was in a unique situation. Um, I had recently gone through a major surgery, and uh, it, was, it was, I mean, it's, it's kind of just a, it's kind of an interesting story, but I was real concerned about my own health, and I sit down at the table, and I'm sweating bullets, and I'm like, man, what am I doing? I've got, you know, a four-hour exam, and, uh, and I'd done these before uh, under test conditions, but it doesn't ever replace the feeling you get on actual test day. And then this, this, uh, this girl walks in, and she's in crutches. She still has practically the IV in her arm, and she'd fallen out of a balcony the night before. So what? really what it, what, what it is, is, and what I realized after the fact was, you know, you'll be fine. Anything that happens on test day, you'll be fine because there's always someone in a worse situation, you know? And, you know, so don't freak yourself out if you – 
find yourself having trouble sleeping the night before. Um, if, if something comes up last minute, the, the body can handle way more adversity <laughs> than you think it can <laughs> is what the lesson I'm trying to say is. Mm-hmm. And so I, I thought I went in there really concerned about my own self and found out real quickly, like, you know what? This isn't as bad as I made it it's up to be, be in my right. head. Yeah. <laughs> I am such a, like, little planner that I had my, like, Ziploc ready to go the night before. Like, the coffee was ready to just, like, press go. Um, I think I had already, like, made, like, a breakfast sandwich for the road. Um, I had a playlist put together to, like, hype myself up. Oh, yeah. But I think the weirdest thing was being back, because I took mine at the UT Austin campus. And so, like, figuring out where to park mm. and getting to the building mm. that it was in and the yep. classroom. And there's, like, the check-in process is very overwhelming and everyone is, like, full of anxiety yep. and right. yep. nerves. And so I think that, like, once actually, once I actually got in the building is when I was like, ooh, I am now nervous. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I like to be hyper-prepared, know where everything's at, and, and get it all laid out ahead of time so I have one less thing to worry about on I'll test probably day. check my Ziploc bag and my number two pencil 50 times. <laughs> <laughs> See, is this my picture? Is this my passport right. picture? Yep, it's, it's the same pencil, right? That's right. Um, so we're going to transition now a little bit, talk about applying for law school. Um, how many law schools did you all apply for? Oh, boy. Um, I applied to several. Um, I applied to... A lot of local schools, and then I kind of I applied to two reach schools, very reach schools, I should add, and uh, and then um, and then just just schools I thought would be cool to kind of ultimately go to. So I picked uh, um, what is it, University of Boston, uh, Santa Clara, because I love the climate out there and uh, on the uh, West Coast, uh, University of Denver, because I love Denver, and then Texas A and M, U of H, Baylor. Um, UTSMU, um, and really, kind of the determining factor of, of why I chose some of the stuff. I wanted to be close to my parents, so I wanted to stick around in the state. Um, I wanted to um, make sure it was affordable. I told myself I have a limit. I have a hundred thousand dollar debt limit, and this is before I heard back from scholarships or anything like that. So um, I didn't want to leave law school thinking I spent the last three years just you know, essentially making making a hundred thousand dollars less money when I could have been doing that with a job um, I had um, prior to going to law school. So um, really, it was it, what it came down to was scholarship, uh, proximity to my parents, and uh, and and really whether or not it was in the state of Texas. Um, and so I, it, it narrowed itself down to Baylor, um, uh, Texas Tech, and uh, A and M. And A and M just fit all three of those, all every, pretty much every category I had. Uh, in terms of uh, uh, debt and proximity to my parents and, and really atmosphere, too. Um, so that was kind of my general process on that. Um, so I applied to only two schools, and I had given myself a budget for, um, I guess, like the LSAT plus actually applying to law school. And what helped me figure out which schools I wanted to apply to was I thought about where I wanted to live. Because after having worked for a while and paid my own bills and like built a life I was I thought okay if I'm gonna move I want to move somewhere where I can like build a life and like stay in that life (laughs) um so with that I knew I didn't want to move to Lubbock I didn't want to move to Waco Um, I wanted to be close to a metropolitan area and so that left me with um, Fort Worth and Texas A&M and Houston with the University of Houston 
Um, so I applied to both, and a um, and just, there was something about the culture. I remember I got a voicemail from a professor asking me if, like, I had any questions or, like, if he could be any of help or if I wanted to come take a tour, and I got invited to all these, like, admitted student events. And I was like, wow, these people are, like, they, like, are cool. Like, this looks fine. <laughs> like, our law school is going to be super fine. Um, and it has been also a lot of work. <laughs> but yeah, AM just like sold itself better to me and mm. I bought it. I kind of I kind of took the similar path uh, as Mark. I I cast my net wide. I wasn't sure what to expect. My undergraduate GPA was a little bit lower, but my LSAT score was pretty solid, so I applied to plenty of reach schools around the country. I applied to some that I knew um that I probably had a better chance of getting into and um I came in already married before law school, so the decision had to be made based on what I wanted, but is uh, also what my wife wanted. So um, we really wanted to stay in Texas, but we wanted to make sure that if we did go somewhere outside of Texas, that it was going to be at a, a stronger school than I could get into in Texas. So that's something that we considered. Um, I was about a week away from moving to Norman, Oklahoma to go to OU. Um, I was about ready to sign a lease and and hit the road when A&M called and, uh, and offered, you know, their scholarship package and, and invited me in for a visit. And after that visit, I kind of knew that that's where I needed to be. Um, something just clicked right. It was better than any other law school visit I had been on. So I think it's really important to find that, um, that school and that culture that fits you. Um, you can shoot for the highest school and the rankings that you want to, but unless that school's a good fit, you know, it might not lead to success in my opinion. So I think it's important to find um, that that perfect fit for you. I, I second that. You, you'd, I'd hate for somebody to waste their three years and not enjoy the process. It's a tough process, and you're not going to love every second of it. But you should you should dang sure love all the other all the other aspects of that school when you're not studying or, or when you're you know your nose is in the book. So I, I second what Taylor Taylor says. And I think about when you graduate and you're a former student that you. Like, look back at your law school and you have, like, a sense of pride and, um, yeah. like, look back fondly over your time at that school. And that's how I feel. That's how, what I thought I would feel about A&M. I think that speaks a lot to the people that you go to school with, having good classmates, having the faculty and staff that are going to invest in you and take care of your future. And I think you really can only get a, a good taste of that if you visit the campus, if you, you know, if you come and meet people and, and see what – what goes on at that law school. Um, no, that's true. And, and I, I definitely say get out there and, and go check out the campuses too. Um, I, I went to almost every single school um, and just to really get the idea of where I was going to be climate-wise. And, and, uh, and you also get a very good insight into how other people act on campus. And uh, that's, a, that's a big deal. Some, some schools have reputations for – um, for you know some lone wolfers at their law school, but it, it all depends, and you don't know until you get there and pick actual actual brains about it. You know, absolutely. So we've talked a little bit about the LSAT. We've talked about applying to law school, and that's all the fun parts. You get excited, you pack up, and you move, and you you go to school. Um, but then one L year comes, and that's a that's a whole nother monster. So um, I'd like to talk a little bit about one L year and just kind of some of the things that go into getting ready for that after orientation and classes start. So 
Um, what do you all remember being the hardest thing about that first week of class? If you can remember back that far, it's a while. Uh, the hardest thing for me was being away from my family and the life that I had before law school. Because mm. I was living in Austin. I had been there for almost 10 years. I had friends and family and like a whole life. Mm-hmm. And so once school started, it was hard to tell those people who had supported me and been super excited for me to start this experience and to tell them, like, I know you want to FaceTime, but I really have to read 50 pages <laughs> right. before class tomorrow. Or I um, I see that you want to, like, stay on the phone all night and, like, chat about what's going on, but, like, I really have to do this thing. Or I can't come to that party because I have to write this memo and I can't drive to Austin every weekend. <laughs> um, that was the hardest thing for me. Yeah, it's definitely <clears throat> learning how to say no is one of the toughest deals, too. I'm, I'm a yes guy, so, you know, you want to go do something cool, I'm all about it. But it's it's a it's a tough lesson to learn to, to be able to look somebody in the eyes and say, no, I can't do that. But I think I think for me, really, it was uh, I'd been out of school for three, three and a half years by that point. And uh, I'll be honest, I just forgot how to study. You know, I'd read, I had spent the last three years on – BuzzFeed articles and just reading <laughs> headlines. So my, my attention span was shot. So I had to I had to relearn to sit there, stop bouncing my knees, go page by page, word by word, and really remember how to how to do school again. And uh, you you get over it quickly. You learn how to do that stuff. It's it's kind of like riding a bike. But boy, when they put that first torch book in front of you and you mm-hmm. got uh, what Penoyer v Neff and no no, no that's that's, Cif- that's Cifro. Cifro. Boy, well there you go. There's <laughs> first, there's one all year for you. But then you know so you got all these all these new terms and mm-hmm. it's like learning a new language. So it's 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 tough the first the first. Uh, First week of law school, so it's it's worth it to get organized, get everything together. So really, you're 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 full speed ahead when you're when you're in the books. Something, and I'll kind of supplement that. Something that I don't know that necessarily shocked me. It just I had to get into the swing of it again. I had a couple years off before law school, so I wasn't in study mode. But uh, in undergrad, you had to go to syllabus week to find out if you even needed to buy the textbook. <laughs> You know, and that doesn't exist in law school. You have to have the textbook because you're going to get called on. You have to have these cases outlined. So not only did I realize, oh, man, i got to buy this textbook, but then I have to actually open that textbook and read it. There is no skirting by and sitting in the back of the room and kind of, you know, easing your way through law school. You have to to read every page of that book because the professor is going to get through that book. And you have to know what those cases say and, and go into the details of them. So it's it's a huge commit uh, commitment time-wise outside of just the classroom. You're going to spend an incredible amount of time reading, uh, briefing, and preparing for class. So that's something that really stuck out to me as different from my undergrad experience just because you have to take this seriously. Yeah, and I think that's one of the um, great things that AM does during orientation is that you sit through your first law school class during orientation and it's just as intense and they expect you to have read just as much as they would in a class during the traditional academic week calendar year I guess but they uh, like prepare you for cold calling and it's it's really like 
baptism by fire, but you know going into your first week of actual classes, like what's expected of you and what it looks like because you've already got one in your pocket. You've been there. You've yeah. done it. Yeah. yeah. Taylor, how was the first time? Um, or how did you act the first time you got cold called in, uh, in tours class? Oh, the very, very first time. I remember mine. Yeah, you? I remember, I remember, mine I, remember too. I thought that she was just asking me a question. And so I said, what? Like <laughs> she called my name and I was like, yeah, what do you need? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what I'm getting at is it, it's frightening. It is. You know? And so you sit there and you and, and you stress so much about getting cold called, and then you're the only you're the only one who remembers it. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no one cares. So right. go into it just expecting to mess up. And Unless you do a good job. Yeah, like that's if true. If you just knock it out of the park. Yeah. Every everyone people remembers. Do, people everyone do remember. high fives. I was gonna say you get the high fives in the hallway during <laughs> yeah. the break. Awesome. So as you go through your 1-0 year, um, specifically that first semester, um, you'll have finals come up probably faster than you anticipate them. So um, as a last point, why don't we talk a little bit about those writing assignments and the outlining and the things that kind of come up um, as your 1-0 year goes along? Um, I mean, as it, as it come up, I, I think a big big part of it's being prepared, right? So you see you see a lot of your classmates when you when you hopefully do get into law school you want to you'll see a lot of your classmates who are unprepared who are up at 4 or 5 a.m. trying to uh, crank out a memo because they they didn't write it down their calendar or they they weren't really they weren't ahead of it and uh, you don't want to do that uh, I, I think really where homework shines or where your work product shines is 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 when you have that free time to really polish it and uh, so Particularly outlining, I'll take a. I've got a classmate of mine who uh, is top of the class, and she goes home every weekend, and she forces herself to outline everything she learned that week prior. I don't. I don't do that. <laughs> um, but what I'm saying is that's what you should ascribe to. Uh, I, I think when you have when you get to finals period and you already have an outline done, you can really focus on that memorization or polishing those um, those areas and issues that you have during the school year, so you can really nail it on the exam. But I'll also know that if you've got a, you really should find try to find a, a killer study group, find a study group that can have fun, but that can also get serious when you'll need to be serious. Um, I think that was kind of my saving grace is. Uh, I'm not I'm not the sharpest uh, knife in the kitchen, but uh, I surround myself with a bunch of them, right? So it's it, and it, it helps though because it, it 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 gives you something to push forward to um, and kind of to, to to shoot for, and uh, and you know and you get to you get to meet people and that that's really half the half the part of law school is to build your network. So um, if I if I recommend anything, it's outline early um, and just be organized. Really, that's if you do those two things, I think you'll be okay. So as one of the sharp knives that Mark surrounded himself. Very true. And she's humble. Very true. (laughs) Um, I totally agree with everything Mark said. And I think law school is one of the settings that rewards people who stay on the ball and keep up with the work and do the hard work. Because there really, there isn't, there's no work uh, smarter, not harder in law school, it's just work harder and smarter. That's <laughs> true, very All true. the time, twenty four seven. But law school really rewards that work ethic, and so I think when you when you can do that and you can help and like facilitate study groups and those, I don't know. Like I loved teaching you Civ Pro. Yeah, 
Like we oh, went yeah. through that so like I got like I got it for some reason I understood it and I had stayed on the ball and I was like we were we walked through it so many times during like leading up to finals and like that helped you and it helped me it, it and helped everyone really now we know Sith Pro yeah so. that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome well guys I just want to thank y'all very much for taking time out of your day to. Uh, to make this episode with us um i think you've imparted some some great w- wisdom on prospective law students hopefully um they can see what it's like to be successful and move through this and, and do a good job because i do i do think both of you have done a great job in law school and um i, I feel honored to be your classmate Same <laughs> to you. Nice. Yeah, what the heck man right back at you um <laughs> and to all of our listeners thank you for listening to young gunners from the texas young lawyers association If you like our show and want to check out other episodes, they're available on our website, uh, tyla.org, and wherever else you might get your podcasts. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, feel free to email us at tyla at texasbar.com or send us a tweet at texyounglawyers using the hashtag younggunners. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, We hope to see you back here for another episode. Thank you.